You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday. Thank you for listening to the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Craig Morgan and Steve Peters. How are you guys doing? Big day yesterday. (laughs) Big news day. Yeah, as expected, right? My phone is still blowing up. From and we haven't even been there yet for, for NHL. And, and it's just like, wait till I actually go in there and play, you know, and, and then see what kind of blowback and buzz there will be on, on either Friday morning or Saturday morning. I, I'm excited. And I'll tell you this. I am excited to see the NHL game in the mullet. I don't care what anybody says about the locker rooms or what's going on. I'm pretty excited to see that in that building. Yeah. So. And I'm sure besides like the team space issue i saw a video today uh about with players saying how excited they were to play in that atmosphere like once you're on the ice once you get past everything um so i'm just i'm excited for that it'll be it'll be unique and different and we talked about it all yesterday on wednesday's live show so if you haven't listened to that yet go back and listen because we talk all about mullet So today, we are going to do our weekly check-in around the NHL. I feel like it's been an interesting season so far. A lot of surprises, a lot of, you know, maybe hot starts that we didn't see coming, a lot of cold starts that we didn't see coming. So let's start with the hot starts um, because a few of them have been really surprising. And the first one for me is the Boston Bruins, who a lot of people kind of had on their you know, edge of making it in the playoffs, maybe being a wild card, questions about the team aging, questions about injuries to start the season. But Boston has really, you know, made a splash so far. Yeah, there's a couple of things here with Boston that I find interesting. And we talked about the the injuries and we talked about Brad Marchant not being in the lineup and Charlie McAvoy not being in the lineup. But mm-hmm. the addition of getting David Krejci back in the lineup, you see you're looking at Pashnak and Krejci and Bergeron all on fire. Their power play has been outstanding. And the one piece that I questioned going in that I wasn't sure about was Jeremy Swayman. And I said he was a question mark for me. I'm not sure if he's ready. Well, guess what? He ain't starting. Is Linus Allmark is five and zero. Oh. He's got. I know because you know, he's Jeremy Swayman is my backup fantasy goalie, no. and he's and he's been awful for me. So I'm just leaving him on my bench. And by the, I have two other goalies. Like he's my third goalie, but on my bench. 
And that's the difference. I mean, Linus Allmark's been absolutely lights out, 936 save percentage. His goals against is right around two. He's got five wins. But they're good players. You're playing well. And when you get when you're talking about Pasternak and Krejci and Bergeron and Taylor Hall are their top four scorers. Your best players are your best players. You're going to have a better season. They're scoring and, and they're exciting team to watch. I like this Boston Bruin team right now. And but they're talking about Brad Marchant coming back earlier than expected. He's skating. Um, he might play as soon as uh, in the next week. So I think that will only help this team. This is a good hockey team. Yeah, I mean, first of all, Pasta's having right. It's way too early to say this, but Pasta right now is having an MVP caliber season with twelve <laughs> oh, points. Jesus, just rid- ridiculous! He's almost averaging two points a game right now. He's been yeah. amazing. David Krejci to me looks revived. This looks like the guy of several years ago. He's playing at a high level. You add Marchand and McAvoy to this lineup if they keep this up, and I I love the all mark signing. Marchand is back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. He is back. But but I yep. love the Allmark acquisition when they made it as well. I thought he was a guy that would really fit well with this team. They have been terrific. And it's funny. I was I, when I was back in Boston with the Coyotes, I was talking to Kevin Paul Dupont, who's covered this team forever for the Boston Globe. And he's saying, yeah, I think they're a seven or eight seed in the East. And here they are, like just tearing it up right now without two of their best players. It's it's one hell of a start for Boston. And, and as you know, Petey, Coaching staffs love to get off to hot starts in the NHL because it can it can help you when you hit those expected rough patches at some point in the season. You've built up enough credit where you can weather those. Yeah, and and the thing there are teams there are teams in the Eastern Conference right now that are not off to good starts, and we'll talk about them later. And and you've got to see those teams in your rearview mirror. So for Boston to get out for a, a start like this. I think that's huge, and I, I think that really is going to propel them. And I mean, we're almost ten games into the season, and a week from now will be more than ten games in. That's an eighth of the way, and I know well, it seems daunting, but good for them. Well, we always say that you kind of get the playoff picture by American Thanksgiving, and that's in less than a month now. So, or Crazy. just about a month away. And yeah, Mar- Marshawn is returning uh, tonight against the Red Wings, so he's a month ahead of schedule. Well, they are. He is going to play now. Wow! Yeah. Look at you on top of breaking news today um but they're they're playing back to back so it, it seems like they're gonna sit him in friday's game um not play him in the back-to-backs but huge boost for boston there so yeah that one's been interesting and then another one and so boston if you look at the league standings boston currently has the best win percentage one below them is the vegas golden knights another one and i'm one of them i'm a vegas golden knights hater who had them one like out of the playoffs um complete all together but here they are Six and two to start the season, 0.75 uh, win percentage on the season so far. But Vegas, hot. Yeah, and and number one in goals against per game. What was the one thing we talked about as, as Goal a group? Tending. Yeah. Goal tending. And then you look at Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill, both among the league leaders in save percentage. Now, I will say this. This is a, a big product of the way this team defends, right? Because – they're making it easy on their goaltenders. And, and a lot of the stats that you see are team stats. Uh, there, there aren't a lot of great goalie stats. They are playing really well defensively in front of these two guys. But right now, whatever, those guys are doing the job. They're, they're, they're handling the load. They're, they're kind of splitting at this point, too. I'm surprised that uh, Aiden Hill has played as much as he has, but they both performed well. Yeah, Aiden Hill hasn't lost a game yet. I mean, he's three and zero. And I remember here in Arizona, oh it was God. always, it was always well. Aiden Hill, he just wins, and he might give up a few, but he just wins. He competes. He's a battler, and so I, I'm, I'm moderately surprised to see how well their goaltending has been. But the other thing with this team 
is they're a balanced team. Their top eight scores, their top eight scores are only separated by two points. I mean, they, they have a bunch of guys at the top, so they, they're a deep team. They're hard to defend because they, have, they just keep rolling out the next line and the next line and the next line. They're, their defense are very involved in their offense. They, they always come up with four guys up the ice, and they get the puck low to high with traffic as good as anybody in the National Hockey League. Um, they're playing better than I expected. I, I really did think that the goaltending problems were going to be there for this team. They'd start off with some losses, and then they'd start looking at themselves and the coach. Hasn't happened. Um, I think Cassidy's brought a better defensive system in, and I think they protect the net front better than they did last season. Um, again, this team has got to be one now that, that there's no reason this team can't uh, compete for the, the lead in the Pacific Division and win that division. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. But another team challenging in the Pacific is Calgary, who after a crazy offseason hasn't missed a beat, and they're 5-1 and one to start the year. Yeah, we've talked a little bit about them already, but just to to lose Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk in an offseason would be a death knell for most organizations. So once again, the only thing I'm going to say further on Calgary, and it's just a repeat, is right now Brad Living is the leader in the clubhouse for GM of the year. Yeah, and you look at the signing. Like, Kadri's got a point in every game he's played. He's got nine points in six games, and I don't think you've seen the best from Huberto yet. He's got five points in six. He's only got one goal, so he's only going to get better. Um, and I don't think the goaltending has played as well as they'd expected for this team. So I think this team's going to get better as the season progresses. This is a this is a team to be reckoned with, and and I know Craig's got them in the Western Final, so, so we'll have to see what this team can do. They're exciting to watch. They play, they can play any style. They can play skill. They can play a little bit heavier. Um, it's a good deep hockey team. And I still think there are better days ahead for this Calgary flame team. Oh, but the one thing Craig with the Calgary flame team with this good start, they've only played one game on the road and that was against their rival, the Edmonton Oilers. So they've had every game they've had has been a home game and they get up for the Oilers game. So there will be tough stretches where this team has to travel and, and you'll see a little blip in their win losses. But for now, they're one of the hottest teams in the league. Well, that takes us to Carolina, who's been on the road a ton, um, and they're still toward the top. Carolina and Pittsburgh both have nine points. Um, I, I know Pittsburgh, kind of like Boston, is another one where you're thinking, do they still have it? And the answer so far seems to be yes, they do. Sidney Crosby does not look like a – how old is he? 35? <laughs> you know, he's still producing at an extremely high level. Um but yeah, great starts for, you know, uh, you know, those, I guess those teams were a little bit more expected to be performing well, but good starts for both of them too. Yep. I think with Carolina though, it's a team that always seems to fly under the radar. Like you, you just look at the stands, nobody pays attention to me. You watch the New York Rangers and the Pittsburgh Penguins and Washington and Tampa and you watch them and oh, and Toronto and people kind of forget about Carolina. So they get, they get away with it. I don't know, underneath the radar. Oh, that team's, you know, oh shoot, we forgot about them. And and what they do is they do it as a group. They do it as a team. We talked about depth, and I think their goaltending is pretty solid. Pittsburgh, I, I gotta be honest, I didn't think this was gonna be their year. Gensel's been hurt and missing games. Crosby's he's back. He's right in the top of the league leaderboard again. I, I guess you never count out the Pittsburgh Penguins. So this this Eastern Conference to me is gonna be it's going to be a race to the playoffs. There's a lot of really good hockey teams in the Eastern Conference, and, and Carolina and Pittsburgh are absolutely going to be in the mix. Yeah, you mentioned yeah. Jake Gensel. That's a, a big loss, of course, the son of Coyote Scout. Mike Gensel, um, it sounds like now he's not going to be back until next Tuesday when they get home. They had hoped that he could play on this road trip. Uh, but so far, Pittsburgh, uh, you know, 
managing just fine without Jay Kensel, who's still like I'll say this a million times, I still think is one of the most underrated players and underrated oh, yeah. in the NHL. Absolutely. Um, a couple other notes, I, just because I'm now been staring at the NHL standings. Dallas six overall in the league right now also have nine points. That's another one that a lot of people had either completely out or completely in. Ottawa ninth, Buffalo wagon tenth. Uh, Philadelphia and Chicago, 11th and 12th with eight points each. Chicago is on, I think, like a four-game winning streak right now. Thank you. Yeah. Carry yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Both those teams. Right. And both those teams we thought might be competing for the basement bowl. Yeah, keep winning. Yeah. Yeah, let keep her go. accumulating points early because it ain't going to last. It ain't going to last. Philadelphia, like, I don't, I don't know if you guys look at, like, uh, the analytics, but their possession stats are brutal. They're the second worst in the NHL in possession. So – Smoke and mirrors, John Tortorella, right? <laughs> Just John Tortorella and, and Carter Hart. Like yeah, they're yeah. goaltending. Carter Hart's been out of his mind early in this season. And and you know, last year he struggled. He had 13 wins and had a really tough year last year. This year, boy howdy, he's been lights out. He's toward the league leaders in 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 the back the back end. So I think that's a big reason. And that can't last forever. And you're right, the Tortorella effect at some point, they're gonna go through struggles of the season. I still don't think this is a playoff team yet. Um, but they're definitely vastly improved from a year ago. Chicago, I, I don't know if they're doing it, if it's more of a, hey, us against the world, and we still have some pretty good players here. Like, you guys might have forgot, we still have Kane and Taves here. Like, we're okay. Um, I, I can't imagine this team's going to be anywhere near the playoffs come come the spring, but right now, keep winning, guys. Keep keep it up, because these these wins that they're getting now, and, and same with Coyotes, have two wins, and they're their six game road trip that we didn't see coming. So somebody can start losing here anytime. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, the Blackhawks don't know how to tank quite, quite yet. Maybe they, and they're still going to win the draft lottery somehow. Yeah, that's true. Maybe they know that. Like, hey, if we're, if we're in shouting distance, we'll win it anyway. Let's, let's be, oh, can I lobby, by the way, for a, a PHNX shirt with PD on it that's just saying, boy, howdy. <laughs> <laughs> top, Love new it. top seller let's go <laughs> yeah christmas is coming everyone guess what you're getting boy howdy it's like your mom is like what what is this yeah. shirt yeah. That you got me exactly. oh my goodness uh well uh maybe we need to do a draft lottery party at four peaks because we're gonna need some drinks to get through it i think we enjoyed some brews yesterday, and then we're going again tomorrow. Any week that I'm at Four Peaks, more than once, is a great week, um, and we'll be there for the tailgate and watch party, the, the official PHNX tailgate and watch party for the Mullet Arena home opener. Come hang out with us starting at 4.30. You can tailgate, go into the game. It's a six-minute drive or about a 20-minute walk or a quick Uber down to Mullet have some food and drink with us beforehand. And then if you're going to the game, head on over to Mullet. If you're staying, there's going to be a 20-foot jumbo screen to watch the game. It's going to be the best viewing experience in the Valley outside of the arena. Um, so come down, $3 beer specials and giveaways. It's going to be a blast. And it's completely free to come. Just RSVP. The link is in our show notes um, just to make sure you grab a spot near the 20-foot screen. Um, and also... Here's a great deal after, you know, that's Friday, Saturday morning, get up, head on over to four peaks, Wilson tasting room on Wilson street in Tempe and hook yourself up with some discounted beer, $15 for a 24 pack of the fall variety pack. 
This Saturday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., the first 50 people there get a free Oktoberfest shirt. So you must be 21 or older and enjoy responsibly to drink. But that is a banging deal. I am going to be sad when Pumpkin Porter is gone because, <laughs> Craig, you got me fully on board. Mm-hmm. And now I want to try the, the barrel-aged, right? Did you, wait, know. did you try that yesterday? No, I just had a regular one. You got to get the barrel-aged. I, I know. know. I know. Me too. Well, maybe I'll try it tomorrow. Let's just go to the other end of the standings, the bottom. And I don't think I would. What? Yes, it's where we're very comfortable and familiar. Um, Yes, exactly. I don't think if you told me one team is going to have zero wins seven games in, who is it? I would not have guessed the Vancouver Canucks. I, I know we've talked about them weekly at this point, but we have to when the start has been this abysmal um it feels like everybody's placing blame the gm the coach it's just (laughs) craig just typed bruce there he goes in the show notes (laughs) (laughs) i mean something's got to give in vancouver because this is not a team like arizona that lost that was 0 and 11 you know to start the season i mean i know there was shootout and overtime losses in there but like a team that was expected a lot of people had vancouver in a playoff spot on the playoff bubble. So this is a team that has fallen way short of expectations. I want, I wish there were data on how many coaches have been fired shortly after they got the dreaded vote of confidence from their GM, which just happened with uh, Canucks GM, Patrick Alvin supporting Bruce. I don't know how you stick with this, especially with all the info that's coming out about issues in the room Star players getting scratched, like Connor Garland getting scratched. I don't get that at all. Like one guy you know is going to give you compete every night is is Connor Garland. There's some weird stuff happening around the Canucks right now. I don't know how Bruce Boudreaux survives this. Yeah, I I, I don't want to be a broken record, but I've said this from the day he got hired. Um, Travis Green's a lot like Rick Tockett. There's no gray. It's black or white. And you know what? Some people don't like to get that message every day. And so when Bruce came in, it was a breath of fresh air. It was light. Hey, it's fun and happy. We're, we're doing and what it you worked want. It's for the short term. And it worked. went on that huge winning streak. hundred percent because that it, it, Oh, everything's, and you get that little burst of, Hey, this is fun. And then all of a sudden you go, Hey, we need some help. How do we beat this one, two, two, or where are we going to get on this breakout? Do we beat this four check pressure? And the coach goes play harder. Uh, it's not the message you want. You 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 need the X's and O's part, and you go through Bruce Boudreaux, wonderful human being. But people love Bruce Boudreaux, great guy. But you go look at his coaching history. He's great one through eighty two because guys have a fun time at the rink, and you get into the playoffs where you need to out coach the guy across the way from you, and he struggled. And and I and I. <sighs> I, that's part of what's happening here. And these te- these players are looking to their coach to go help us get out of this. What is the magic sauce to get us out of this? Is there a system? Is there a way to play? Is there something we can do to get out of it? And the message keeps coming back, play harder. And and, and I think it's going to be this thing. I've said it. I was surprised to see him start the season. I'll be 100% honest. I thought with Rutherford coming in after the Boost Bro drill hiring, he didn't hire him. I thought he'd be gone to start the season. And I don't think this is going to last long. I don't think they're going to put up with it much longer. And there's going to be a new coach in Vancouver. Who that is, I don't know. But there will be a change in Vancouver. And I think they're mired in the mud until they do. Hmm. I think uh, more on the point of what you're talking about with needing to be a good bench coach in the playoffs. 
I think back to the, as a Blackhawk fan, obviously, I think back to the 2015 uh, Western Conference final when the, the Ducks had the, the Blackhawks a bit on the ropes. But I remember the narrative after the Hawks came back and won that series in seven games. It actually got out. I'm not sure who the players were that were talking about in the Ducks locker room. I think, I think Ryan Getzloff may have been one of those guys saying, we got out coached. We just didn't make the adjustments that we needed to. Joel Quenville, of course, was known as a great bench coach, a guy who could make adjustments on the fly and was really good in those situations. Bruce at the op- opposite end of the spectrum, and that's been a criticism of him for his entire coaching career. Yeah, that's another team that's at the bottom of the standings with goals against. And one of the things that coaching allows you for is defensive system and structure. And I, I'm a firm believer you can't win in this league unless you, you have um, – the ability to defend. And right now Vancouver has not shown they can do that. Their scoring is actually okay. They're, they're producing offensively. Elias Peterson's back on the scoreboard where he's getting a point a game. Um, so I think he's finding the net. Bo Harvat, JT Miller, Quinn Hughes, they're all producing offense. It's just their inability to stop the puck at the other end. And I don't know if I put the blame completely on their goal thing in Demko. I think they're really struggling in the defensive end of the zone. And I don't think they come out of it. And, and you know how relentless that Vancouver media can be in the fan base so this no. the, the the chance will get louder the chance will get louder to get him out of maybe the craziest fan base in the league yeah. uh i'm so conflicted because i have connor garland on my fantasy hockey team and he hasn't been a big point getter for me he and i've had him on my team in the past before he's been amazing and i don't know if i should just hold on and ride it out and hope that he picks it up later when things change or if i should drop him let me know if you're listening, what you think I should do in that situation? Go into a rebuild here now, too. Do they decide to blow it up? Well, like yeah. Yeah, he's not wed to any of these guys. He may look at it and say, "Yeah, we." You know, I don't. I don't know if you call it a rebuild when you have players like Pedersen, but maybe you try and retool on the fly. But how do you? Yeah. How do you do that when you're saddled with Oliver Ekman Larson's contract? Oopsie. Um, well, another team that has fewer points than the Coyotes right now is the Anaheim Ducks. The Coyotes have four points. The Ducks have three. Their neighbors down at the bottom. Uh, really bad possession would be the stat that stands out for the Ducks. Um, I'm just going to throw out a couple more and then we can talk about all of them. San Jose has been one we've been watching early uh, wanting them to get wins. They're kind of that team that's hovering around with Arizona at the bottom. They also have four points, but they've played more games. So right now they they're, have a worse winning percentage than the Coyotes. And then Nashville hasn't won a game since they got back from Europe, which is maybe because they were playing San Jose and they made a team <laughs> worse than them. But, you know, it, it's an in, interesting bottom of the standings here. This is the Nashville Predators I thought we were going to see last year. I didn't expect those uh, breakout years, like career years from three different guys. So I'm, you know, I'm almost expecting those guys to come back down to earth. I didn't think this was a playoff team last year. I still don't think it's a playoff team. So that one is not as big a surprise to me. The Sharks are averaging 1.89 goals per game. You're not going to win. That any feels time. like the Coyotes last season. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's brutal. And then yeah, it's it's pretty like offense with San Jose. You look at the, the leading the team in scoring right now is Eric Carlson with th- three goals and six points. Oh boy, they're they're really struggling. We knew this team was going to be towards the bottom of the standing, so I don't think that's a surprise. Anaheim, you look at them; they've given up more shots per game than any team in the league. They're at the bottom four in goals against. So again, not a surprise. We knew they'd get offense out of guys like Troy Terry and Trevor Zegras, and they're exciting and fun to watch. 
but they're still going to lose a lot of games because they can't defend and they don't have good goaltending. The surprise, and you go to the Minnesota Wild, where they're sitting at right now, and you had career years for all, nearly half of their roster a year ago, and Zuccarello was off to a hot start, 10 points in six games, Kaprizov's with eight, Boldy's with six. I mean, they've got guys that are scoring. They have, the, is it the worst goals against average in the league per game? No, they're second behind, well, the Coyotes. Yeah, they're, they're giving up just 4.67 goals a game, and they can't stop the puck. Like, Marc-Andre Fleury right now is, is really struggling for this Minnesota Wild team right now, and I, I thought he'd find his way out of it. They did a, it's funny, after his really slow start, they had, a, they had a, an event, public event, they went celebrity bowling, and he was in front of the fans, and the fans were supportive and high-fiving him, and hey, you're going to come out of it, blah, 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 and I thought, okay, that's what he needed, just, hey, I'm going to do this for the fans, and no. His goals against averages is 4.3. Like, come on. Like, this this was going to be an issue when they let Talbot go. I, I, I said this at the beginning of last year's playoffs. They went with Flurry. I thought they should have gone with Talbot. They're out in the first round. And now Flurry is a hey, Flurry's elite goaltender in this league. He's won Stanley Cups. He got Vegas out of the mire and the mud to, to compete in, in their first season. He's getting older. And, and unfortunately for goaltenders, you got to be quick. And it's about speed and it's about those things. And I, I think. I don't know how much gas is left in his tank. And I hate to say that because he's he's one of the great goalies in, in the National Hockey League history. So I don't want to write him off quite yet. But Minnesota is going to have to get some saves. And they're going to have to defend if they're going to get their way out of this. I still believe they will. I don't think they'll be competing for Connor Bedard. But, but Minnesota, to me, uh, this is the fan base that expects more. So yeah. we'll see if they can turn it, turn it and right the ship. If you want a sense of how Minnesota's goaltending is going, just follow the great beat writer, Mike Rousseau, because he'll tweet about him about 10 times per game. And it's hilarious. <laughs> Not too excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yikes. Well, I wouldn't recommend betting on any of these teams right now. Maybe bet against them. Um, you can win yourself some money. Last season, Derek, uh, who hosts PHNX D-backs, bet against the Coyotes all year, and he won himself a lot of money on DraftKings. So, you know. Whatever you want to do, however you want to make your money on DraftKings, be sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. If you haven't already, new customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 if your team wins. You can also boost your winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. It's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the promo code PHNX. That's code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Should we do our pick of the week today? Why not? DP is going to be mad that we're not doing the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. I'll tell you this, Lee. I went and looked at the NFL first because that's what we do here. And I went and the the Arizona Cardinals. Do you know how they play? The Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. So I got to stay away from that one. That's just a can't (laughs) because they conflicted. conflicted with the Viking Cardinals. I'll watch it, but I'm going to stay away from it. But I am going to stay in football and I'm going to go to tonight's game. Um, the Baltimore Ravens are visiting Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. So let's go with football tonight. There's just some chaos going on in Tampa Bay. I'm not a football guy. I don't know X's and O's or who should win or supposed to be better. I just know there's conflict in the locker room right now and a lot going on in Tampa. So I'm going to go with uh, the Baltimore Ravens money line at plus 105. Ooh, money I like line it. to beat Tampa straight up in Tampa. Baltimore plus 105 money line. All right. I like it. That's the DraftKings pick of the week. If you want to go with ride with Petey or go against Petey, did your pick of the week? No, but did no. it hit last week? No. 
What was it? I don't I don't remember, but I lost. Yeah. <laughs> Says that like it's understood. Of course no, not. No, of course I lost. It was just no, funny too that you were like, I'm not a football guy. Me. Here's my pick. It's a football pick. Got, <laughs> exactly. You got to be, be more like be... Sean and just be confident in every single thing. You just blind confidence. Yeah, well, I'll sit and watch college football all day Saturday, and I'll bet the hell out of it. And then the NFL, I'll do the same. But I'm just, uh, yeah, I, I, I would smart money is to bet against PD. Like it should be saying, <laughs> not telling so people what the to do. So the anti pick of the week how exactly. about that it's exactly <laughs> love it all right well a couple more notes from around the league before we wrap up uh bummer for ottawa who's also been hot they're at the top end of the league by the way brady kachuk is carrying my fantasy hockey team right now but uh ottawa's josh norris is going to be out at least four to five months maybe huge huge loss for ottawa uh with a shoulder injury. So that's a huge bummer for a team that is trying to make, I, I think they're, I mean, I'm sure their attitude is trying to make a playoff push. So I've said it before and I'll say it again. This is the path that the Arizona Coyotes are taking. They're just a few years behind this Ottawa team. When you look at their, the guys leading this team, it's Kachuk, Batherson and Pinto, all very young players. And you talked about Josh Norris. He's 23, 2019 draft pick. They're young and they're exciting and they're scoring and they're towards the top of the standings. Will that last? It's hard to keep that consistency up with a bunch of young guys, but they're going to compete and they're fun to watch. This is where Arizona is going to be in two or three years where they're being guided and led by all of the guys that they're drafting now. So I think this is the template versus the auto, uh, excuse me, the Edmonton Oiler model where you get those high end picks and surround them with guys that are just filling roster spots. This is a team that, that does bring in the veteran guys. You know, you look at, and I know Jabrinkit's not a huge veteran, but Jabrinkit, Claude Giroux, um, they're, they're a, they've got some guys to help lead this team through. So this is fun. They're exciting to watch. Feel bad for Josh Norris and what he could have provided to this team. But Arizona Coyote fans need to look at this franchise, and that's the direction this team is headed. So we'll see what happens, how that impacts Ottawa. Um, going back to Vegas for a second, and we talked about this the other day, but Phil Kessel has officially broken the Ironman streak. And not only that, he scored his 400th goal in his, what was it? Nine, nine, I love a good, even number situation. Um, so to break the record for Ironman streak and to score your 400th goal in the same night, what an incredible achievement for Phil Kessel. We already talked about how crazy it is that he's the one who holds that record. And I guess the question to ask is, will he hold that record forever? I just, when I think about, and I think Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick talked about this on their podcast. One, and, and I agree when you, when you talk about load management and so much more attention in sports science being paid to how guys bodies recover, Man, I, it's hard to envision another player coming along and playing a thousand consecutive games, which is Phil's going to blow past a thousand before the season's over. It's it's just crazy to think about. Um, and there's also the thing, you know, you know, teams are always leery about letting guys play through these streaks. There's often times where they they probably shouldn't be playing. They want to be held hostage to the streak. I don't know. I don't know that we're going to see this for a, a very long time, if ever, uh, another guy that gets to a thousand consecutive games. It's, just, it's an unbelievable record. Yeah, it's kind of what you see in baseball where they had starting pitchers. I remember when I was a kid, pitchers 
pitched complete games. Guess what? They don't anymore. You talk about load management. We don't want injuries. So guys are pulled in the fourth, fifth, sixth inning. And I, I liken that to this situation where you're talking about players' health. And if there's even a minor injury, don't want it to go longer term. So we're going to get them out. And don't forget, it's still the time of COVID. So you, I'm amazed that both Keith Yandel and Phil Kessel came through the last three years without having to go on COVID protocol. Just absolutely amazing. And you look at the number of players that have had to be held out for something like that. And you look at the next player up is Brent Burns. And, and if Phil stopped playing tomorrow, Burns has to play four more seasons. And I, Good Lord, that's a big number. I, yeah, I, I just don't see it happening. And we say no. never say never, I guess, because you just don't know. Maybe, uh, honestly, maybe the way the league goes sometimes about their hitting, maybe maybe a decade from now there's no checking and and um, because they're so concerned about concussions that they take away hitting in this league, and then maybe a guy can play forever. I, I don't know, but I don't see this record being touched. I just don't. It's, yep. it's an amazing, amazing feat through all of the things, and you talked about load management and injuries. I just don't see it happening. Brent Burns is 37 too. So yeah. Highly. Yeah. 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 Unbelievable. Well, uh, speaking of surprises, I feel like there's some surprises in the NHL statistics category who had jet. How do you say his name? Jesper Bratt. Jesper Bratt. <laughs> Leading yeah. the league in points with 12. I mean, tied five way tie, I guess with Pasternak, Dreidseidel, Nishushkin and Panarin, but yeah, I had him. I had him penciled in. Yeah, good pick. Um, who had who had uh, Shane Gostisbehere one point behind Rasmus Dahlin for most points by a defenseman in the yeah. NHL? Especially when like, Dahlin's on a record-setting pace too. Like this right. isn't just like an average year. Like Dahlin's literally in fuego at the back end, setting NHL records, and the the ghost is right behind him. And here's another one: who had Craig Anderson leading? Yeah goaltenders with goals against average <laughs> like yeah. what yeah and the team and score in goal you know who's tied for the goal scoring lead in the nhl too valerie nichushkin what it's yeah. it's uh, it's andre Svechnikov. okay he's a goal scorer you expect him maybe not at the top valerie nichushkin steven stamkos alex tuck alex tuck yeah <laughs> wow it's crazy so far and the guys that aren't there austin matthews who is Alex on my fantasy Enzo. team, and I'm very yeah, upset. Struggling to score. Huberto is also on my fantasy team and is not. I know Calgary is like popping off, but Nazem Kadri has been better for my fantasy team than uh, Jonathan Huberto so far. Just saying. Yeah, when you look at that second set of that second tier of points, you know you got the names you expect: Drysaddle, McDavid, Crosby, Kucherov, um, Zuccarello, McKinnon. They're they're in that second tier, but the guys leading the league and carrying the load right now: Nechuskin, Pasternak, Panarin, Jesper Bratt. It's again, you talk about consistency for 82 games. These names aren't all going to be there, and and Austin Matthews can play, and Austin Matthews can score. He'll be at the top of this by the time the season's over. Please, for the sake of my fantasy hockey team, I'm sorry I brought up my fantasy hockey team like six times today, but it's clearly weighing heavily on me. Sean DePaz is in front of me in the standings, and that is not okay with me. Um, another note, and this is a report from Elliot Freeman, that I am finding out for the first time today that the NHL could play in Australia? Yeah. Craig? Craig's already put in a travel request for that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Not much of a chance <laughs> that could be involved in that game, unfortunately. <laughs> <Where would laughs> if no Craig more. had to travel to Australia, where the hell would he end up? Like, I, I want to. Oh I thought oh we should book my God, we you'd should land, book you'd emergency land sport. on like an island in the Pacific. <laughs> I'm in Tahiti. 
<laughs> you're yeah, like Papua New Guinea. Like, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. I'm currently in a standoff with cannibals and Borneo. <laughs> Literally, if yeah. I was about to get on a plane to Australia and I saw Craig in the line to board, I would say, excuse me, I'll volunteer for standby. <laughs> like, please. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not getting well, on this well, plane. Melbourne, by the way, though, I, I would go there in a heartbeat. Like Melbourne is like half the cost of Phoenix in, in terms of cost of living, and it has San Diego's weather. Yes, sign me up, please. Oh, my God. It's one of the most beautiful places I've ever been in my life. Awesome. Unbelievable. Well, that could be fun. I love it. Just yeah. grow the game everywhere. Do it. Um. Another note, Rick Bonus, friend of the program, fortunately battling COVID. Like Petey said earlier, COVID's still here. Um, so on behalf of PHX Counties, well wishes to Rick Bonus. That's yeah. it. Silence. Okay. No, I, I agree with you. I just, he's a great man. He's one of the great guys in hockey. And I honestly thought he'd be sitting here in Arizona right now, retired, um, watching, going to the first game at the Mullet as a retired coach, not as a head coach in the National Hockey League. Good for him. He's, he's one of the best guys in the league. Yep, absolutely. Uh, any other notes that you guys want to touch on before we head out here? No, just getting ready for the league. Game the getting ready. Do, do we need to go, Craig, do we need to leave right after the show, the taping of this to go get a parking spot? Is this, how big of a deal <laughs> is it going to be to get parked and tickets and into the building tomorrow? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if there could be hiccups. <laughs> there, were, there were hiccups. When I went to the third ASU game, um, you know, they get, they send you your tickets. I think you guys had this as well. They send them online. It's a, it's a barcode. Yeah. The barcode was working for media. I don't know if that was intentional because uh, for the parking was, yeah. So, oh, it yeah. worked for us on worked game for one. Us. Didn't in the third game, but I probably got it sorted out. We'll see. There's going to be hiccups. Give yourself time if you're going. Yeah, give yourself time and patience for sure. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going, give yourself time. Tomorrow on everything you need to know about the first game at Mullet, one of those things was there are going to be hiccups. Javier Gutierrez acknowledged that. Of course, we talked about this on the show yesterday. First experience, you got to work through some wrinkles. It's just the way it is. Deal with it. They'll figure it out. Bring your patient hat. Bring your patient hat (laughs) Like PD does. Yeah, yeah. Be like I'm real good with that. It's just like his pick of the week. Just don't do whatever he does. <laughs> if you if you uh, want to go to the game and you haven't bought tickets yet, check tomorrow. Check on Friday because that's when you're gonna find the cheapest tickets on game time. It's the best place to buy tickets last minute. You can save up to sixty percent on tickets when you buy them the day of a game or the day of an event. It sounds so bizarre, but I promise you, it's true. It's the cheapest you're going to find coyotes tickets anywhere so whether it's friday's game sunday's game there's only a handful of games here that you can see the coyotes at home before they hit the road again Um, check out game time to buy your tickets you can buy tickets to any sporting event on there any show any concert Um, so definitely check them out and the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description of this podcast so please buy your tickets there and like craig mentioned he'll have his story which Craig talked to a ton of people for this. You're not going to want to miss it. Um, so become a member today at gophnx.com. If you're not already a member, you can grab a free shirt from the locker. The Suns just got another shirt, by the way. Another Sun shirt. That's how they're beating us by, you know, just volume. They just keep volume. out. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's kind of so. sad. I like complain too on that. Kind of sad. Maybe when the Coyotes start winning, we'll get more shirts. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you can grab a shirt, join our members-only Discord, and members also get perks. They get 
first access to events and everything like that. So tons of perks to becoming a member. Join our family. We appreciate the community. And we said it yesterday, but I'm just going to reemphasize this. The Coyotes fan base is, and I'm not just saying this because we do a Coyotes podcast and I've been a Coyotes fan for a long time. One of the best fan bases in the National Hockey League for all the bullshit (laughs) that this fan base has to deal with on a daily, monthly, yearly basis the sense of humor and just it's just phenomenal it's next to none so appreciate everybody who listens uh to the show as well because if you're listening you're most likely a coyotes fan and we appreciate you immensely amen, amen. um all right well it's the night before mullet and all through the house we're all wow. nervous to see I, I did not have anything prepared that was oh, just... i thought you were gonna finish it. <laughs> sorry yeah, you started off hot it was started the off night hot there, before Leah. Mullet. maybe i'll i'll tweet something later if i can come up with it uh anyway thank you all so much for listening if you haven't already like and subscribe follow wherever you get your podcasts subscribe to phnx sports on youtube Follow PHNX Sports across all social platforms, including Petey and Craig's favorite, TikTok. They're they're super active on there. Not. Um, <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And then follow at PHNX underscore Coyotes on Twitter as of recording. We are 10 followers away from 4,000. We're going to do it today. Tell us what we need to make Sean do as punishment. Send it to your friends. Get Let's get those last 10. Let's hit 4,000. Thank you all so much for your support with that we will be back tomorrow friday night for our post game show we'll have a ton of content on phnx coyotes on twitter at mullet arena hope to see everybody at four peaks tomorrow as well until then enjoy the rest of your thursday everyone and yes today is actually thursday (laughs) bye